Welcome to the Reverse Psychology Rewind. This is a bonus episode discussing the recently released new season of Frasier, Episode 3, First Class. If you haven't watched this episode, you may want to pause this podcast because there will be spoilers. I'm Curtis Sheck, and joining me is somebody I have wanted to book on this podcast since I learned he was a Frasier fan. It's my friend Lawrence Betmazian. Thank you for introducing me. Of course. Well, you know, welcome. Uh, I, I know that you uh, expressed some interest in joining the, the podcast specifically for this reboot. You, you kind of called out um, the reboot as something that you were interested in talking about as opposed to necessarily like a classic episode. And so before we dive into this episode, I'm just kind of curious, uh, why? Why were you, before you even had seen an episode of the new Frasier, why were you like kind of intrigued to, to discuss it? Oh, that's a great question. I think that it seemed kind of overwhelming to go through all of the seasons of old Frasier, but I felt like this was bite-sized. Like, this is a season that I could watch from beginning to end. Because typically when I watch Frasier episodes, I sort of choose one at random, because the same, the storyline sort of followed mm-hmm. through all of the years of, I guess, old Frasier. But I thought this is something that I could actually watch from episode one all the way through and actually see how the storyline develops. Does that sort of make sense? It does, yeah. Well, and and I'm, I am curious also, because I know that you watched the first two episodes, which we've already discussed in past bonus apps. Before we talk about this episode three, what was your impression of the first two episodes? I honestly wasn't entirely expecting the storyline to develop the way that it had. I have to admit, it's a little bit unusual with the the baby and the not girlfriend, <laughs> but girlfriend of like former dude that died that was friends. And and then this nephew just sort of showed up out of nowhere. Um, and maybe he was mentioned in original Frasier, but I definitely don't remember him. Yeah. So the, on, on the, on the backwards rewatch that we're doing, we, we covered, in fact, the very first episode we did was the very last episode of Frasier and in that episode is when this kid, David Crane, was born. Uh, like the first thing, the first thing Ryan, um, our friend who's the upside downer, we call him, uh, the first time he watched any episode of Frasier, it was the birth of this character. Right. Who at the point was not a character, was just a, I think, I don't even think they got a real baby. I think it was just a doll. I should have known this because I I listened to that episode of your podcast. So, <laughs> so I actually should have known this, but I guess... It just went right over my head. Um, you know what? I have a thing about not watching the series finale of shows. So I've never actually seen the Seinfeld series finale, and I actually have never seen the Frasier series finale. The only reason I knew what happened in it was because I listened to the podcast and was like, oh no, you guys started going reverse order. So <laughs> I, uh, so it was totally spoiled for me, but, but I guess I just wiped it out of my head and that's why I didn't remember about the baby. But now that all makes sense. Like it closes the story. Okay. We're, we're going to have to interrogate this. Why, why don't you, why don't you watch finale? I guess it just makes me sad. It's the finality of it. It's, it's the end of, you know, maybe characters that you've gotten to know. And I also find that finales tend to be extremely underwhelming. Mm. Yeah, that can be. I mean, it, so it's it's not so much that you're not going to have more episodes, because obviously, if you stop, you have even fewer episodes if you stop before the last one. But it's more just that, like, you, you don't want to see where they go off into the sunset. What You don't want to see what happens next. You want to just kind of believe they're going to live in their little sitcom world forever. I think so. I think so. 
I just assumed that they just, you know, were just waiting for the next episode of what's going to happen. But on the series finale, you know, sometimes they kill off characters. You know, sure. it could be like J.K. Rowling where she killed off one of the twins. You know, like, it just, it's yeah. kind of like, what? Spoiler where alert. did that, you know, where did that come from? So why not just, I ended off on a good spot, happy there, you know? I guess I just assumed Frasier continued to live in Seattle. But clearly, according to this show... A lot more stuff happened. Was there a uh, a show that traumatized you? Was there like a last episode that you watched that you're like, I can't, I can't do it anymore? Oh man, I don't know. Um, it's just a thing you've noticed over time. I just, I just won't watch the series finale. I, I, who knows? Maybe it's because I felt sad at the end of Charlotte's Web when Babe died. I'm done for, Wilbur. In a while, I'll be dead. Oh no! <laughs> that little pig. I don't even know. Was Babe not in Charlotte's Web? Anyway, somebody died at the end of Charlotte's Web. I think those are different pig movies. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Maybe the spider died, right? Is that Charlotte died? That sounds right, yeah. yeah. I was satisfied with Charlotte and the pig just hanging out. Didn't didn't need Charlotte to pass away <laughs> at the end. So perhaps that's it, you know? Some deep-seated sadness okay. about, about a dead spider in a book I read. Even if you don't watch the episode, you must know there are some, like, shows you've watched that are really popular or well, really well known. Maybe they had an infamous ending that you kind of read about roughly, but didn't watch. Like are that you mentioned Seinfeld. Are there other shows that you can point to, to be like, I, I watched it, but I never finished it. Have you seen the show you it's about this dude that stalks this, this lady. I'm aware of it. I've not seen I, it. Okay. So at the end of season two, I'm just going to spoil it. He reaches a good point. That's fine. And season three came out and I just refused to see it. I just refused adamantly because I was like, they're going to screw this up in some way. He's in such a good point in his life. Like, I am happy going to bed knowing that that character, who obviously isn't real, um, you know, just just reached a good spot. And I, I, I'm okay with that. When you said you were going to spoil it, did you mean just saying that it was good? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't really give well, any details. It's not entirely clear throughout the entire show how that's going to end. I see. But I, you know, in Everybody Loves Raymond towards the end they did this show where it was like behind the scenes and they showed i think deborah was the wife's name or whatever and she was sad that it was mm-hmm. ending and I, I just i you know maybe they killed off raymond for all i know probably not but but you just these series finales you never know what's going to happen so you never saw the raymond finale i think i saw their second last episode where they discussed the filming of the finale but i don't think i actually ever watched the finale either I don't know. I don't know that Raymond is necessarily a show that needs revisiting, and I don't know if you want to. But I will say, of all the finales you could watch, that would probably be one that you could get away with. I'm pretty sure it's just an episode. They very intentionally didn't make a big dramatic episode with all kinds of wild change. You know, there's not a wedding and a birth and a death. You know, they don't do all those. Th- it's just a random episode, basically. See, I didn't even know that. That's good. Wait, well, in yeah. Friends, didn't they all like move out of the apartment and, and move into their own? Place? Yeah, that's a show. That's a show that was like, we're going to do all the things. Everybody's moving. Like basically the the last episode of Friends, if I remember correctly, was them ending the friendship like all the friends wow. d- disappeared to different parts of the world isn't, so, isn't so yeah I, I, I can see why that would be i can see why that would be depressing I yes mean, did they really have to kill off ross i mean that's so sad <laughs> well speaking of depressing yes. should we talk about this episode of fraser let's talk about this episode of fraser indeed <laughs> 
when the episode opens, Eve is kind of an actor and she's running lines with Freddie. And I just personally find this off-putting. Like it's actors playing other actors acting. Like, if it was very funny or interesting, it would have been one thing, but it's just annoying. Right. To be honest, I was so distracted by the fact that Frasier is just shockingly well-dressed, you know? (laughs) He's wearing just a, like, it's hard to pull off the blazer and jeans, but he does it so well. And then I looked at the apartment and I was like, wow, they did a lot of good set design. Can I live there? I mean, the dude doesn't want to live there. (laughs) I'll take it. No problem. It's a nice apartment. Oh, it's well done. It's very well designed. And in my head, Frasier did it himself, which may in fact be the truth. Of course. I feel like Kelsey Grammer could throw together a great apartment. Anyway, all that being said, didn't love it, but... But I was so distracted by the set design, I didn't even notice the scene happened. Well, that's probably for the best. I will say, you mentioned the jeans, which in the original show, I'm sure you remember, like, he was always in a full suit. Like, there was no casualness to Frasier at all. Uh, Something that I've been noticing is in pretty much every episode, he's he, he might be in jeans or just more not quite a full suit. He's usually got a blazer, but no tie. But the thing I noticed the most is he's wearing, like, sneakers. Which feels very odd to me. And I wonder if it's just because Kelsey Grammer is an old man and can't be on his feet in like fancy, you know, uncomfortable shoes all day. Maybe it just reflects that times have changed. I mean, it's socially acceptable to wear sneakers. I mean, I wear sneakers to work. I think it's socially acceptable to kind of just, you know, sneak down for the day. That could be, but I don't, Frazier has never struck me as a particularly, like, I don't think he was, like, eager to dress down. I think he, he wants to put on airs. So, I don't know, it strikes me as odd, but I think he's, he is an, I mean, he's in, like, his 60s or, I think he's in his 70s now, so... I can understand needing to be in sneakers on a set all day. Yeah, no, I hear you. I think he's fashionable. I think they've done a good job making okay. him seem like a fashionable whatever age he is in the show. Okay, fair enough. So the the other thing, the nephew, David Crane, is there. I just think so far in this season, he is the weak link for me. Like, he, he is a character that I don't really get a good sense of who he is or what he's about. He just seems like somebody out of the Big Bang Theory. Like, he seems like Sheldon. He doesn't really seem like a Frasier character. What do you think? Oh, he's a total dweeb. Bazinga. You know what? I feel bad because the <laughs> acting is actually not, like, it is hard to do acting on a character who is kind of over-dramatized. I'm actually impressed that the actor is able to pull it off, but I almost cringe every time, not from the acting, but as to, like, who is this character, and is this supposed to be funny? Like, I just... I don't know what to do with that. And there's no, there's absolutely no development for this character whatsoever. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't really blame the actors. You're right. I do think some of the acting from a lot of the supporting cast feels a little too heightened to me, including David. And I think what's rubbing me the wrong way is that this feels, again, it feels very Big Bang Theory, whereas I feel like Frasier is based a lot on sarcasm and kind of just understated. Like they just kind of deliver the lines and they're, they're just kind of told and they're just there. And usually they're clever or witty. Um, but these people are all really crazy and just, they, they've got things to say that's really wild. And I just feel like it, it doesn't quite feel like Frasier to me. I'm so glad to hear you bring that up because I had the exact same thought while watching this, which is that there was moments of outrageousness in the previous episodes for Frasier, but it was almost like satirical outrageousness. And here they're just constantly outraged. 
And I just, there's a difference, yeah. right? Between like yeah. something that's just like overly like dramatic, which I'm seeing here, as opposed to just like witty and sort of, yeah, this wouldn't happen in real life, but it's so close to real life that it's funny. You know, right. here, I mean, even when, when the nephew is like shouting in, in class and stuff like that, I mean, that's just so far removed. I can't even relate to that. I agree. Yeah, it's, it's they're jumping right ahead to the, the, the zaniness. And we don't even know the character. Like, we don't know the characters yet. So we, we're not seeing them in, like, relatable real-world situations. The, the one thought I had about David was they went a, a way I wouldn't have with the character where he's mostly, like you said, a dweeb. He's awkward because he's Niles' son. I think it'd be really interesting if, because Freddy is the everyman. Freddy is Marty. Freddy is the fireman who's, you know, rejecting all of Frazier's pomp and circumstance. I think it would have been really interesting if, if David was someone who grew up with the finer things through Niles and was accustomed to that and really valued and, and was like, like Mr. Posh, but kind of a poser because he's just a, 18 year old who doesn't really have any life experience he's just used to things being a certain way i think it'd be interesting if like fraser really gravitated towards and related to david because of all the the kind of trying to be fancy and then over the course of the season maybe you discover that he's really insecure and doesn't actually know any of this stuff and is just trying to put on the fancy loafers that his father expects like, I feel like that might have been a more interesting take. And then it'd sort of be him and Frazier against Freddy instead of just Freddy kind of docking on his dad all day. Okay, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. That would have been an actual character with development. I, right. You know what? I forgot. You're right. He's Niles' son. So that's this is what I mean, is that we all know somebody who's like a little bit of a germaphobe. It's a little bit snooty. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't all have to be in the same person, but we all know someone who's snooty. We all know someone who's a germaphobe. We all know someone who's like socially awkward. And Niles is all of those things. And just one more step. What is this guy? Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't know what he's one more step <laughs> off. He's just like outrageous. Right. I mean, I think I saw someone psychotic on the subway. And this is just one more step beyond yeah. that, you know? Yeah, and he seems, like, really motivated to, like, be Fraser's friend for some reason. But he's, like, your uncle. Like, why are you trying to hang out with your uncle? Like, why are you even in his class? Isn't that a weird conflict of interest? Why are you even in your uncle's class? I just don't understand, like, where that comes from. Because we don't get any development from him to say why he's so enamored with Fraser. Yeah, absolutely. No, this is... I feel bad for the character. But... Um, yeah, you're right. It's kind of more like the Big Bang Theory. Um, see, that's another series finale. After they they had, um, you know, Sheldon get cancer. Yeah, that that was not a good ending for that show. I never, I never actually watched. No, I'm that, just pulling your ending. Never, no, no. <laughs> I just wanted to. I was like, I can't believe that's the show that you've watched the end of. No, I don't even know. Has it ended or is it still going? I'm pretty sure it ended. I didn't really watch that. Oh, it's too bad that it ended. I, I watched enough of it to know the vibe of it. Yeah. Okay. Good point. Okay. Fair enough. Anyway. Okay. Well, so in this episode, um, I feel like there's, so in the kind of the middle of the episode, we get this storyline with Frasier um, struggling as a teacher and really wanting to make an impact, but he keeps getting pulled back to like what his show turned into, which I think is very funny that his show started out very serious and then devolved into just bad gimmicks. Today on our show, I will be delving into the mind of the world's smartest pig, (laughs) Albert Schweinstein. (laughs) Then we'll unveil this week's Frasier's 
favorite things. Yeah. <laughs> and Tom Arnold is here. <laughs> I mean, that's a very funny mm-hmm. way of, of kind of torturing Frasier. Actually, I thought this part was kind of funny, right? As to the different things on his, like, on his talk show. I agree that it is sad to see that progression. <laughs> But see, that is somewhat believable because I think that that's a progression that we've all seen. Yeah, no, it totally makes sense that his show, if he's coming from that, you know, psychiatrist perspective, it would have started very serious and self-important and genuinely trying to help people. And it would make sense for ratings that he would slowly get pushed further and further until he's wearing a silly hat and having Tom Oh, yeah, the hat. The hat was, it was just cringeworthy. I don't know why they did that. The hat was stupid. I mean, it, it's it. I can't imagine a scenario in which putting on a thinking cap in a in a daytime TV show right. would be like a thing people were excited by. Like it's a terrible looking hat. It's not cool or fun or interesting. It's I I don't really see that part being very believable. You're right. Yeah, it, the, that one. I thought there's a million and one things you could have used. It was still. Yeah. I mean, it was still kind of funny-ish. Like it just was unexpected. I just didn't expect the hat thing to be a big deal. And I feel like it. It, it serves kind of a, a as a token. Like we we are introduced to the hat. We know he doesn't like the hat. We don't know why or what it is. And then it's revealed. And then at the end, he's forced to put it on. And it's embarrassing for him. And like. It, it serves its purpose plot-wise, and so I can forgive the hat not really making sense because it is funny and it does make sense for the plot. Um, a lot of the stuff in this show is unforgivable because it's, it's not funny and it doesn't make sense for the plot. Like, the whole acting business with Eve and Freddie just didn't need to be there. Yeah, what was that? I don't know. I feel like the, the supporting cast by and large, doesn't really act, like, if anything, it subtracts from the show. Like, Kelsey Grammer's still firing all cylinders. I think Alan's great. Alan has a great line um, around this time where he yes. says, If you would just stop trying, I promise you will stop failing. Like, that's a great line. Yes. Um, and he's a good character. I think he's probably the best character on the show. Totally. Yes. But everybody else just feels a step out of, of time with the rest. Alan is great. Those little quirky snap remarks are what made Frasier great. Exactly. Right? He feels like a Frasier character. Oh, yeah, exactly. No, I I love Alan. When he was like, you could end up at a backwater community college, and he goes, Cornell. Yes. It's, I mean, it's actually funny. I actually laughed at that. The nice thing with the, the original Frasier is that the humor, sometimes the one-liner takes like a bit of social context, or it right. takes you a second to process it. And that's what this was, where he's like a backwater community college Cornell. And you're like, wait, Cornell's an Ivy League. And you're like, yeah, of course, they pick on each other, right? But it's it's like, it took you like another step. And, and I was like, that's the witty humor I liked Frasier for. Exactly. And thank goodness Alan throws that little nugget in there because that I enjoy. And even when he does kind of move into kind of crazy sitcom territory, like when he says, he, he agrees to help Frasier in exchange for being allowed to have his cat in the office. And then the next scene, he reveals that he was keeping his cat in the office anyway. Yeah, yeah. And it's named Margaret Scratcher. Like that's, I know. that's heightened and unrealistic and ridiculous, but it's fun and it's funny and it works 
in a way that a lot of this other stuff just doesn't. Oh, yeah. No, that was good. That was good. Margaret Scratcher. Oh, I did laugh at that one, too. Yeah. What did you think about the kind of classroom turning into the TV show? Like, like I, I like it to, because it tortures Frasier, and I like when Frasier is tortured, but it also fell a little over the top. Well, just over the top. I don't know why they had to do that. I mean, it's true, right? Like, if the show's going to talk about how things have changed over time, um, I, I actually think it's true that there is a little bit more, like, showmanship into being a good professor nowadays. Mm. But uh didn't know if they had to, like, make it so, you know, um, kind of over the top there. Well, especially but, because I, I, in, I think, the first episode of this season, Frasier captivates these students just by giving them a speech, which again, doesn't really make sense. <laughs> but like we, we, we go from, he can captive, he's such a celebrity. He can captivate an audience just by being there. And now suddenly he needs his thinking cap to, to get the students to stay in class. Yeah. Well, okay. So when he started the speech and he said, in this semester, I will be your Virgil, leading you not through the circles of Hades, but through the... Excuse me? I have a question. I enjoyed, in the original, when he would kind of do these incredible monologues that only Kelsey Grammer can do. Mm-hmm. I've never seen another actor do these sorts of, like, monologues on, you know, Roman mythological characters so powerfully well. It's almost Shakespearean. And so I was actually like, oh my gosh, we're about to dive into an awesome, like... Kelsey Grammer, Frasier <laughs> Shakespearean monologue, and they cut him off on the third sentence. And I was like, darn, I was so pumped to see that, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was that was a little bit of a bummer. They would have included that if they could have written it. I think they just didn't know how to write it, so they just cut it off. Well, they should just let Kelsey Grammer go. I just imagine that's how he talks all day long. I just imagine that that's how he is, because his voice lends itself. It's true. So we get a we get a scene where Frazier's disoriented, he's sad, he's not happy, he's thinking about quitting the job at Harvard, and Freddie, who dropped out of Harvard, and presumably Frazier gave him a hard time about it. Now Freddie is going to give Frazier a hard time for quitting Harvard, and... I'm curious how you felt about that scene and kind of the Freddie Frazier dynamic. I gotta be honest with you. I don't like Freddie. <laughs> I, I just, nothing about that character is the least bit believable. Nothing. Now, nothing. are you saying because you remember the little kid that was on the original show? Or are you just oh, saying well. just in this new context, this character doesn't make sense to you? The, the, no, like... The writing is not good. I don't I don't actually really love the actor either, to be honest. I didn't believe... And, and that might just be the product of the writing, but I, I honestly just didn't believe him in any of this. Yeah. Like even, the, even the line delivery wasn't the least bit witty. Do you remember how they used to refer to Lilith? And they used to just make these snappy, sharp comments. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what I'm talking yes. about, right? Like, he could have just done that to, to Frasier in this. Didn't. It was just, honestly, it was so boring, my my mind wandered. I couldn't even follow this. I was fine with the first half. When when Frasier is ready to quit Harvard and Freddie pounces on it as a moment to sort of throw back at Frasier what clearly Frasier threw at him as a kid. I thought it was good. I think it was too long. I think he made his point and he kept going and kept going and kept going. I think if it was shorter, it would have been much tighter. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm saying is I, I just couldn't even pay attention. I agree with you about it, Freddie. I think that he's supposed to be Marty. He's supposed to be the everyman. But you're right. He's not that likable. We, we, di- we did not see the falling out. We didn't see, I mean, we have lots of reasons to accept that Frasier wasn't a good dad. But the idea that right. we just jump in and Frasier is like buying him a house and letting him live rent free and like just so like wanting to be around his son and the son wants nothing to do with him. We haven't seen enough to justify Freddy's distaste for Frasier. And so he Hmm. just seems like a bully. He doesn't really seem... Like when Marty would kind of be annoyed with or frustrated with Frasier, it made sense and you felt a history there. Whereas here, it just feels like he's just being a a, a jerk to an old man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it just felt like a jerk. Yeah, I kind of was, yeah. And I just didn't buy it. I just didn't buy the scene. Nothing about it I bought. I just, it was so obvious I was watching a sitcom. Yeah. One one last storyline we should touch on is uh, Olivia. So she reveals that her whole motivation in life is to best her sister. And her way of doing that, I don't think makes sense. She brought in Fraser so that he could be a gimmick. Like, how is this... Like, how did she get as far as she is in academia when her only idea is bad gimmicks that don't work? I just don't understand. Does she like him? Because he sort of... Then she said the hat was ordered. Then she said the hat she made. I think they're in a uh, a joke-telling mode of saying the opposite is funny. So they're like, oh, she special ordered this hat. Oh, it turns out she didn't special order it. She always had it because she's such a big Frasier fan. That's funny. And then they twist it again and like, actually, she did buy it the whole time. That's funny. She tricked Frasier. And then once again, they spin it and they imply, actually, she really is a fan of Frasier, even if she didn't buy the hat. So it's just like they keep going back and forth with her either being a fan of Frasier or not. And because they never really stick the landing, they just keep going back and forth. Instead of being really funny, it just feels like, who is... So did she like him or not? We don't know. Right. And I don't know. I don't know. So there's that pause at the end, right? Where she like sort of seems reflective. And so I don't... I don't know if that means she did like him. What I will say is I did like that little bit at the end. I think that ending, you know, for the last few minutes where they were all sort of chatting about life, that I enjoyed. That was probably my favorite part of the whole episode was just that little end chat for a little bit. Yes. Because it kind of went back and forth. It was snappy. There were some good zingers in there. And I like those characters. I just like the three of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what's going on with the nephew and, and <laughs> definitely Freddy's a mess, but I like those three characters. And so it was nice to see them hang out for a bit and just like talk life. Okay. I just want to mention the tossed salad and scrambled egg scene because basically we see a flashback to Frasier's TV show and he's th- like blinding himself and throwing axes at a man. Like it is not clear yeah, what exactly happened, but he murdered that guy right like that somebody died on his tv show live on television is that what we're to assume oh my god did did frazier do late night tv like was frazier like <laughs> what happens when dr <laughs> phil becomes jay leno i think that's exactly what we're meant to believe <laughs>
Was this a good, a bad, or an ugly episode for you? You go first. Okay. Kind of like you were saying before. The scenes with Alan are good. The parts where they're just kind of talking about life are good. It's not necessarily the funniest stuff in the world, but I really enjoy being around these characters in like the beginning of the episode and kind of the end of the episode when they're just sort of talking through Frasier's frustrations and confusion, like that stuff's great. But then all the like sitcom antics are overdrawn and the characters are poorly drawn and all that middle stuff is just not very good. So I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of half good, half bad. I guess I have to go ugly for this one because it's a mess. It's not all one way or the other. What about you? Yeah, I felt this one was ugly. I actually thought episode two was better. Mm. I I just didn't like this episode. I think this one was a bit of a mess. Um, a bit of shoving a square peg into a circular hole. And I just wasn't, I just, I didn't get into it. I really didn't. And I feel bad because I want to like this show a lot. Because I like Kelsey Grammer and I want to see this thing succeed. But this, this was not not him at his best. In fact, he started to do his best and they cut him right off. And yeah. it hurt to watch. From the three episodes you've seen, do you think this is worth giving it an episode four? Or would you say, I'm not even going to get to the penultimate episode and stop. I'm going to stop now. Oh, 100% I would try. Okay. I would try. Oh, yeah. You would go at max episode nine. Like, that's the furthest you'll go. But you're willing to go there. I mean, it's got to get better from here. Okay. <laughs> it's. I think so. Uh, you have more optimism than me. Or just kill off Freddy. Just kill off Freddy. Well, that might be the finale. Oh, my gosh. I feel bad ripping on it. Uh, yeah. I just wanted to like it so bad. Yeah. But anyway. Me too. Me too. Well, hey, I want to thank you, Lawrence, for, for joining us. That's going to do it for us. Thanks to Kevin McLeod for our theme music. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, you're enjoying these. So on Tuesday, we will be back with a full episode. It's season 10, episode 24, A New Position for Roz, part two. So go ahead and listen to that when it comes into your feed. And we do put a lot of effort into making those entertaining. So I hope... Uh, and encourage you to check them out. The Rewind bonus episode will return next week, cover episode four of this new season. We're probably going to be delayed getting that bonus episode out, just FYI. Uh, Friends of the show, Hannah and my brother Ethan, are getting married this weekend. So we might uh, be a little bit slow on getting that one out. But thank you for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. The topic of the episode he was showing Alan is where he was going to interview the world's smartest pig. Usually my friend Ryan joins me for these. He would love that. He would want to see that. He's probably annoyed that they didn't actually show that clip because he would totally be down for the world's smartest pig. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. And that's funny though, too. Yeah, the world's... I, that was... See that again, that's just good witty humor. I enjoyed that. Yeah.